Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 31st. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm uh, I'm doing good. What a what a tournament. Yeah, Chicago's tournament, Chicago's own Big 10 team, Chicago's, you know, playoffs event. I guess it's uh, rotating. It's hard to call it Chicago's event anymore, it's not but Chicago's event. Um, it's, you, Chicago shares this event with many, many places many. like Denver, Denver, Indianapolis, Philadelphia, all over Little the place. Baltimore now, isn't it going to Caves um, Valley at some point too? It's just a rotating, you know. Forgot about that. Uh, it's going to be out by you. Amazing finish. What? Should that have been an aggregate playoff? I think it should have been handicapped. I wanted to watch. What do you mean, handicap? I think they should start handicapping earlier, so we get robbed of that. <laughs> seeing who actually wins the golf tournament. You mean DJ starts the playoff hole with the ne- with like a stroke, getting a stroke? <laughs> yeah, something so like that. So they still be playing. Yeah, yeah. What did what? the old Western? I assume the Western had an eighteen-hole playoff. I'm going. I'm just assuming that way back. I'm yeah. unaware. I, I have not read up on that, but. Uh, it was fantastic. Number one and number two. That's what you want, right? I mean, they, the tour couldn't have drawn up this uh, the start of this playoffs better. You had DJ putting on arguably yeah. the best performance of his career in week one. And then you get one versus two duking it out, each making ridiculous putts on 18. One, in, you know, Rob's in the playoff and, and DJ's in the to get the playoff. And now you go into the FedEx Cup finale, and you got one, two, three in the world rankings. One, two, three in the FedEx Cup. It's pretty good. Pretty. I mean, that's what you want, right? This is what the play. Hey, I I think yeah. From like a pure golf standpoint, this is what you want. You got the best players in the world playing three weeks in a row, and you're going to get awesome stuff happening when you get best feels you can get out there. And, uh, you know, obviously one big omission is Westy wasn't there this week, but, oh my God. you know, outside of that, you had all the big names at the tournament. <laughs> oh, um, so I think the, I think obviously I kind of, as a golf fan, and I, I don't want to talk too much, but I'm actually a little disappointed we don't get another just straight up golf tournament next weekend. Why? I would love to just see we're on a these roll? guys. Yeah, we're on a roll. Like every seemingly every week, we're getting awesome finishes. You know, between Morikawa at the PGA, we roll into this. Like Sedgefield was exciting, actually, with Herman. You know, beating yeah. beating Horschel down the stretch, and and then we go into this, and we we're going to have a tiny field and uh, and a staggered start where half the field's ten shots back. You know, like I would. The the golf since the restart has been so great. It's been great. It's been great golf, great winners, you know, great action. Um, I don't want to go way off course right away, but uh, something I've been pondering all weekend is like, could these playoffs be elevated finally in a way if they just decided to go to primo venues, right? So look, they've got more money. They throw so much freaking cash at this thing. Now is an elite top t- top, you know, tier club going to want to host a playoff event every year? No, that's that we've seen that over. They don't want that. But if you're in the New York market, you're in, you know, occasionally Boston, you're in Chicago, you're or the Midwest say, um, I don't know what you want to do with these like I think they want to stay anchored there as like a home base of sorts for, to finish. But like, it feels like that could be a way that this starts to penetrate some real, like the serious golf fan putting a little bit more weight instead of mockery towards this thing. And I think we saw that a bit this week. 
Is that possible? Is that a way? Like, you throw so make these clubs, and a lot of them don't need money. Make them like a real god, like cash offer, massive offer, and I think that can. That's a way to elevate it. Venues really matter. Venues, obviously, the players can always elevate an event, no matter where you play. But when you have that, the course also elevate the event. That is a big deal, and. The thing with the BMW, it's not a big ask to a club for the BMW because you're saying, hey, do you want 70 of the best players in the world to come yeah, for a week? It's sure. not as big of an ask as the as the regular tour event is year in, year out. Because the 70 players is, you know, you got half the field, half the damage to the golf course um, with, you know, even it is as dumb as this sounds and, you know, is like if you have a full field tour event, your range is messed up, right? For a right. week, you know, yeah. like that. Yeah. It, that's gonna, and, and I, I'm not saying, but it, that's a huge inconvenience for members of a club. But like a 70 person event is such a smaller ask, um, and obviously Boston's 125. But you know, the question is, if you just made the playoffs a little bit more exclusive and you got it down to 80. If it went 80, 60, 30, you know, or something like that, it would, it, you'd be able to get even better venues. And obviously, I, TPC Boston is not a bad golf course. Sure. But you, there's the opportunity to host these at such great golf courses, is the flip side. Liberty National is not a great golf course. It's beautiful. It's got beautiful views. It's got, you know, but right. the golf course isn't what you're going to see from what we saw from, Olympia Fields this weekend. Yeah, I, and this is not to say they don't go to any good golf courses right now. There are some that sprinkle, you know, Ridgewood's a good uh, Tilly and all. Like, there's good courses. I, I just felt like this week felt more important. It just felt more uh, substantive. And I think, like, uh, this isn't snobbery. Um, I think if you want these playoffs to really take hold, you have to get the hardcore fan, right? In the boat first. And yes. those people right now, by and large, like kind of mock this thing or brush it off as like just a cash grab end of season. You know, it's a branded thing because it's, you know, the FedEx Cup. It's not like the PGA Tour Cup. Or, you know, it's, it'd be like saying this is the UPS US Open, right? Or the, you know, uh, Piggly Wiggly Masters at Augusta National. Like that's branded. So it just doesn't have the hardcore fan. It, it, it has... Quite honestly, a lot of like, you know, ennui from the car hardcore fan or even just outright mockery. And I think like getting them in the boat first then grows it out to being this entertainment product for the larger audience. I just think you have to get those people to take it seriously first. And a way to do that is something that approximated this week and, and you know, just stamping some sort of, a per, st I don't know, a, a venue can really stamp some more legitimacy upon it. Absolutely. I, I and, and that's the thing is think about if they could ever get themselves away from um, Eastlake and they had the fi finale on the West Coast. Yeah. I love like that, that would be yeah. Yeah. absolutely awesome. And or if just they East had Lake, it, like Eastlake has a home base, one every three years or something like that, I guess. But yeah, you're right. No, no, you're right. But if you got that out on the West Coast and then you finished on at, at you know, prime time it would be even guys. better you know 30 guys you know they could tee off at i mean they're teeing off at like four o'clock eastern they could start it at you know or, or three o'clock eastern right the first guys out are basically that you know there's only 30 play 15 groups so uh anyways let's get to the actual action um we'll talk more about olympia fields for sure but what do you make rom Bombs went in. He shot 66-64, and it was a little easier on Sunday. The wind wasn't up as much. Uh, with the penalty stroke, which we heard a lot about. We heard a lot about the penalty stroke. We heard a lot about his temperament. God, thank God he figured out his temperament. To, and we heard know, about how great trees were. And we, we saw it down the stretch the trees batting balls back into play that would have been out of play. One of them being Rob's. You know, That's I kind true. of I think that is going to go under the rug, but everybody's going to talk about the the. It, it was a bad break, like that was just a total brain fart. And you know, the, think about how much shit DJ would have gotten if he had done yeah, that. Yeah. The reality is that, that was almost worse than anything DJ's ever done in his career. 
Do you think that should happen more? I'm not saying a lot. They're pros. They like take every putt very seriously. But it just feels like, given the volume of putts, that there would be a brain fart more often like that. As a complete idiot, I could totally see it happening, you know? <laughs> I'm surprised we don't see that maybe like once a year or something like that. But what um, nobody's going to talk about is the that ball. was a bad break. And then Rom hit it into the, into the water. There's a creek on the other side in, in that, like, that forest that kicked out his and, was it Adam's, not Adam Scott, it was Neiman's. Neiman, I think. Yeah, yeah his and Neiman's ball. If that if those trees aren't there, that's in the creek, and and right. ironically, that that was like a great break. It almost washed out in my mind. I would look at it; those are complete washes. I don't want to talk about the the penalty anymore because that was a washed out by the great bounce he got off the tree there. Yeah. Okay. But There's we heard about it. One stroke it there. The one through. stroke there. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, is he the best player in the world? That's it's just a subjective thing, huh? It, I mean, I guess we have objective rankings, but it bounces from week to week. It's it... here. Here's what I'll say about John Rahm and and kind of what I've been so impressed with him since, like, basically the day he turned pro, is how great he is at every aspect of the game, and that leads to so much consistency and so he's always in the hunt because. His driver can be off and he can still contend because he's a great iron player. He's great around the greens, great putter. This week, he finished top 13 in every stroke, strokes game category. And, you know, you look at his career, he's got 11 wins and 99 starts. 11 worldwide wins and 99 I, starts. That's what was driving me bonkers about the temperament thing. Like, yes. he just figured this out. He was only, like, one of the greatest amateur players, like, of his generation. He was the best amateur, like, for a year at least you know, when he was playing as an amateur, you know, he immediately, you know, holds share of the lead through most of his first event as a pro, gets special temporary status right away. He wins 11 times in about four years now, uh, not less than 100 starts. I just don't understand, like, I think a lot of former pros would say he needs to figure out his temperament. But I don't think he should be doing anything differently based on what he's done so for the last, you know, eight years of his career as an amateur and pro. So as an amateur and pro, he's played in 104 professional events. Okay. I mean, PGA Tour and European Tour. He did not play in yeah. any anything yeah. other than those. That's also an underrated stat, is when you've played in nothing but PGA Tour or European Tour starts. That means you're really freaking good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. You were <laughs> slumming it around on some... Yeah, Have yeah, never yeah. slumped it around. Searching for... Yeah. yeah so he's yeah. 104 starts. He's got 52 top 10s. Half the time, he's played in a professional tournament on the PGA Tour, major championships, or European Tour. He's finished in the top 10, and that includes when he was in college. He's won a, you know, he's won a career builder and some of these other places, but a lot of his wins he showed well at, at different kinds of courses, an Irish Open, at Lahinge type place, a Muirfield Village. Obviously, this week he's won at some primo, primo stops, and I, I guess that's what kept bugging me. Like he has, I know he's talked about trying to be calmer, but I think that's because we don't never don't. Stop asking him about it, right? That's the question. He gets irritated, you know? That's the thing that irritates him the most is everybody's asking, like, are you working on your temper? Are you working on your temper? I Like, you know, Sergio is a different case, right? Sergio said, like, dumb shit. He was an asshole, like, on a lot of, for different things, right? He damaged courses and acted out like that. I, I think, like, Rom breaking his own clubs or throwing his own clubs or, or getting angry about things, I, I just... I think it's a little different if that's how you operate and suggesting he needs to figure anything out, I think is a little obtuse. So Yeah, I, it's not like the temper went away. I mean we saw yeah, the temper yeah, I feel like we saw too. the temper at uh at the PGA he was getting frustrated. It's yeah. not like it just magically and the other yeah. thing is when you're playing really good golf, yep. you there's nothing to get mad about. Like he shot yep. 66, 64 over the weekend on an extraordinarily difficult golf course. Now he's eight under going to next week. It's all <laughs> magically eight under. He's all set. 
Can so we talk were... about the other thing? Is that DJ went finished first and second, and he only has a two shot lead? What do you mean? Like if he he could have finished first and you think it should be graded based on how you finish? I just think that it should be relative to how big your lead is. Well, that, do you want this just or saying, not? Are you saying if we have it, it's got to be? If we have you it, you just want to bitch. I'm just saying there's all these things that are just stupid about it. I could be leading. So DJ, I think is up, it's like six or seven hundred FedEx Cup points, whatever the hell that means, right? Yeah. Yeah. His two shot lead, if he was up five thousand FedEx Cup, you could win every single event all year, theoretically. Until the tour championship you have a two shot lead and you, or you could be one point ahead in FedEx Cup points and you get the same two shot lead. But isn't that the nature of playoffs? Well, like, I know it's, the, like, but it's if, it's it's it, they're trying to take from both buckets. It's like the season matters for the playoffs. In the playoffs, the season matters, but then it doesn't matter for some the, of it too. It, it's it's the, the worst. It's like they don't go one way or the other. That's all I'm saying. You either but, go, it's a real playoff where everybody starts from scratch, or go, you know, hey, the season really matters and it but, and it aggregates over time. And the more you're up, the more lead you get. But right but now they're you wishy-washy. Be complaining about it, like if Bo Hostler got hot and won in Boston, like I didn't even know he had a cart. Like, wouldn't you be saying, like, how how is he even in, or why does he get? If they everybody started on even footing, I, I don't know. I it's would just, like it more. Okay. Because it's a be a playoff. Like, you know, the when the Nuggets beat uh, who did they beat in that? Sonics. The Sonics. Yeah. yeah. When they beat the eight seed, they started zero zero. Yep. Yep. I, well, right. Or the Giants, right? When they were like nine and seven, won the Super Bowl as yeah. a wild card. I mean, we, that's the nature of the American playoff system. And most, uh, trust me, as a Cleveland sports fan whose teams have often finished first or with the best record, but never ever won and a lot of heartbreak, I wouldn't mind maybe a, like an EPL. Isn't EPL if you win, there are no playoffs? I think a lot of other countries, it's just like you, you finish the top the table or the standings. As, as we, See, we call my it. issue with the whole thing is that. We have this mix, like we have the wind of rewards that rewards mm-hmm. everybody based off the regular season. And then the playoffs is like a carryover of the wind of rewards. Yeah. But then at the final, it, it's like nothing matters from the like how great your regular season was, but it matters every way up to it. So, but it, then you get the, it, I guess it does matter because you get the staggered start. You get handicapped. Yeah. But the yep. handicap isn't relative to your greatness for the whole year. Huh. Okay. Like, all I'm saying is if you've, like, DJ is miles ahead, probably than right. you, more than usual. He's been the best player in the playoffs. He should get more of a lead than if you're just marginally better than, like, four guys. Okay. If you're one FedEx Cup point ahead, you should be one shot ahead. If you're... 600, maybe give him a six-shot lead. I mean, but no one knows what points even mean, what Ex- the value is, what, they, mean, what, what is we're that? We're getting to the whole root of the issue with the whole thing. All right, what else do you have from Chicago, from the uh, Olympia fields? You want to talk about course. the course a little bit? We talked about venues in general, but what about specifically this week? The conditions. I yeah. mean, can anybody yeah. argue firm and fast doesn't create a more interesting championship at this point that's soft no no i don't think anybody well i'm sure someone can someone can argue what? somebody can argue everything this what's the one. deal with the trees what, what was the actual point azinger was making about the trees he was just talking about how great it was to see trees and how Brandel was talking about it too oh yeah friend of the program tweeted texted us that Brandel said something about how like Seeing like a tree, old are, friend or yeah, something. it's like seeing an old friend. Like you remember a tree, and you remember it on the course. Like I've never done that on the course. So, what Azinger wants trees? What is what he wants? Yeah, he's ta- he was talking about how it's important because it it requires you to play different trajectories. Here's the okay. thing, though, at Olympia Fields, there's no trees that are really in play. If you hit it in the fairway, it's not like it's like altering shots in the fairway. 
Right. They're like pretty big misses. Like I would, I would say the, the tree removal they need to do out there. They need to do it because it would open up views across the property. Sites. Yeah, yeah, and it would yeah. it would really help the scale and get and help convey how great that golf property is. That's why they need to remove trees. The trees aren't in play, yeah. so I didn't understand what he was talking about. And they aren't going to get rid of their like mature oak trees that are like glorious trees. They just need to get rid of the riffraff around them. But like those oak trees aren't in play unless you hit a really bad shot. Well, we saw them impact play today. Ricochet, not maybe not those specific oaks. But, no, those trees know, that the bumper ball, impact bumper, tree, yeah, impact yeah. play. Those yeah. trees all need to go because that would expose the creek Open. there, and it okay. would be epic. Yeah. yeah, and they wouldn't bump balls back into the fairway. What was wind? Just the difference between better scores today. Um. So yeah. So the first two days, it was really hot. Mm-hmm. It was south wind, which. Is the toughest wind out there? Like I think it was southwest wind. Yep. Um, and then these last two days, were the wind it, it got really cool, and the wind was coming from the north, so much much easier wind, more holes downwind. You know, more of the the tougher holes, which were like seven, eight, nine, for example, weren't into the wind. They were downwind the last two days, and okay. I think the golf course was a little softer. The pins might have been a little bit easier. But like I liked that. I thought you wanted to see what we saw, which was John Rahm, which was kind of neat. Was he came back from the pack because he played outstanding golf. He shot sixty six, sixty four. Right, right. No, it was a uh, it was a fantastic watch, kind of start to finish. I think that's unanimous though too. Like everyone's saying, no one's saying that sucked. I hated that, and and they're not saying it's just because of the finish. I think they were saying it on Thursday and they were saying it on Friday and they were saying it on Saturday before we got the sort of fireworks at the end. No one's saying, I didn't like that. Now, we go to Eastlake and I suspect we're not going to see that. Eastlake's, you know, not an easy course for these guys usually. You don't see them go real low there, but it's not going to be the sort of firm and fast type conditions that we saw this week at all and could they even make it if they wanted to they can't i mean right? at and this time of the August. year yeah i mean bermuda it's hot it's just a horrible time this is this goes back to one of my frustrations. it's like the time of year when you host like this is a great august end of august early september tournaments shouldn't be anywhere but the northeast and the midwest yeah it's the best yeah. time of year for sure. golf in these areas and they should be playing in that those areas that's one of the things i'm so excited about with wingfoot i like i've thought i've really wondered obviously i don't think they'd ever do it because of football but like god that september spot for us open so good for the golf courses i know i mean think about how many are impacted by June thunderstorms, right? I mean, yeah. it's just like whether it's it was congressional and Rory won, or Oakmont got just drenched, but Oakmont could come back, you know, by the weekend. It was, but that it was a deluge that week. I mean, it's just a time of year that's pretty stormy everywhere, you know, most of the country. And yeah, we're going to go down to Atlanta this year, this week, and it's just going to be thunderstorm central because that's what yeah. it does at this time. And it's, you know, I don't think there's. I, I don't think I'm looking at the 10 day forecast here. There's not rain in the in sight. You could have just run it, you know, like this. You could have another week just like this week again. Yeah. You know, and that's like the thing they give up by going down there. It's like, what? I get the money standpoint, but I don't know. I, I feel like, especially, I, I don't More and more of these events, especially the playoff events, these companies that sponsor them see value. They're, they're global, large-scale companies. These aren't regional companies. Like BMW is going to get value anywhere, any major city they host in. Right. You know, Northern Trust, same thing. Like these aren't brands that are synonymous with one spot. Sure. What – do you think BMW – do you think like I, – I, I went back and forth between so much of this event being framed – within the context of getting to Atlanta. And I know that like the, that triggers a bunch of perks, but it was like, I kind of just wanted to watch this championship and this tournament. Um, But like everything was like about 
where are you for next week? Like that was, I guess, the ultimate prize. It was just odd. If I was running this championship and conducting this championship, I think that would bother me. But I, I know that also adds a little bit of value to it too. Like there's a value in, in that. But it was just a little odd how everything was, every shot, every you know talking point was framed of like, well, will that get him out of this sort of dog track or slums to next week kind of thing. It just felt a little odd. Yeah. The, and that's the kind of probably the dirty little secret is that the win here is a better win than a win there. Right. Outside of the monetary, you know, before yeah. everybody, oh, there's 15 million reasons why a win next week's better. Yeah. But like <laughs> from like a pure golf standpoint, a win here is a better win. You know, like yeah, that Rob yeah. win was that is that's an uber impressive win. What about Rob and these long putts on eighteen? I was like, what farmers talking about yeah, the one from the back first of eighteen? One. Yeah. What else? I mean, he hold out at Muirfield that ended up being a, a penalty. Um, no, he's he's. He, I don't understand. I don't understand the temperament talk. He does it when it matters. He does it in different kinds of ways. He does it with. Obviously, he's long off the tee, but amazing, like, bombed in putts like that. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think he needs to change anything, really. Um, any other BMW thoughts outside of the course? Um, I, th- I mean, obviously, the kind of dovetailing off your point about it is the BMWs, this was the Western Open. Right. And that's the other aspect of it is that I feel... If any, like the Western Open has so much history and stuff, and now it becomes kind of it, it like we've talked, I've talked about and brought up sure. numerous times how it gets just thrown to the back, you know. Do you know what title sponsor Western Open was? Golf Digest. I know. I was looking at it today. The it was like the hundredth Western Open presented by Golf Digest. What? Uh, those are the big, uh, good old days of you know magazine journalism. I guess they had expense accounts to just throw at a title sponsorship. That's I, insane to me. I met I met somebody that worked for Golf Digest in the heyday, and he was telling me about like they would go, they'd fly like private jet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like oh, journalist. Yeah. Right. Like think right. about that world. I got to go first class to Fiji to find VJ Singh. Like it was just yeah, a little, little different. Um, now we're now I'm tracking down people that steal photos on Twitter. Yeah, aggregating, you know, trigger content and things, <laughs> the catnip all around. So, um, okay, who took a dump in the cup this week? This is a big, this is a very important week for dumping in the cup. Who do you got? Is it everyone that moved out? What, what, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at someone. He didn't make a mockery of the system, but his scores make a mockery of the system. Mark Leishman, he's just taken a dump on the whole prestige of this playoffs and FedEx Cup. It's kind of amazing. Finished DFL this week. 30 third, over. 30 over. Tough week. I'm not, this is <laughs> nothing to do with Mark Leishman, but more make yeah. the He finished five from dead last last week in Boston. Okay. And he's okay. moving on to Eastlake. So he's taking, like. He's, he's taking the, he's taking, just tarnishing the reputation okay. of this as being any sort of a real playoff. So it's not a dump in the cup like he tumbled himself. He's just, he's just yeah. dumping all over the cup. It, it's like a, we, we had our first blowout recently. A graphic here. Okay. It was like, a, it was like the when baby. a baby blows out of their diaper. And for anybody that's not a parent, you could, it sounds just like it is, you know, the yeah, shit just yeah. goes everywhere. That's yeah. what <laughs> Leishman kind of, kind of uh, just shit all over the cup. <laughs> Do you have? But one? isn't this getting to your point? If like he did all the work in the regular season, he the, won farmers, all that. Oh, but I, this I, is I, this is my point. He only starts ten shots back of DJ. Yeah. What I'm if saying. Leishman goes bananas next week and wins this thing? That's and a playoffs. That's a playoffs. That's like the Sonics get. That's but like he wouldn't the have Nuggets. gotten there. He shouldn't have gotten yeah. there. Yeah, there. I always. I thought of using some. I saw someone referencing Neiman was our first number one of the season. Like, like that. Like mattered. It's like he's making. He's on his way back, trying to get to East Lake after being at the mountaintop. It's wire like, to wire. One of those. 
One of those, you know how we always mock the early, like the gains and all the first FedEx Cup update of the year and how much it would have been amazing. We could we could start to call him if he, he if he does it. We could call him the jumper cable. He, he's at the each end of the wire. Joaquin but jumper cable. Just so people don't take what I'm saying out of context. With Leishman? With with yeah, Leishman and the FedEx Cup. Okay. I just want them to be on one side or the other. And right now they're in the middle and it makes no sense because they're in the middle. Either make it a full blown playoff or make it a because if it was a full blown playoff, Leishman's out of here last week. If it's if it's a season long thing, I'm perfectly fine with Leishman being in the FedEx Cup final. But then he shouldn't have a chance based off his performance to w- to win the FedEx Cup. So piggybacking off that, I see I believe I see only two players that moved in and moved out. And that like would get more to data golf's point at the beginning of the year, like or beginning of the week, like seven players. There's really only seven spots up. It's pretty entrenched. Um I see Adam Lawn, Kevin Streelman moving out, and uh Mac Hughes, who else moved in? Uh, Joaquin Neiman, 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 and Hughes. So I don't know. My dump will be Streels Sunday. Streels. He was he was bad. He was playing. He was late down the leaderboard, playing with Champ. I think today, but Sunday Streels did not do his Sunday maneuver. Maybe when it mattered most to get into that top thirty, that'll be my dump in the cup. I think we need to do some tracking on Tom Hoagie. And uh, and no cut events. What does that mean? Why <laughs> he finished sixty? And he uh, <laughs> finished three from the back of the pack. He doesn't need to worry about grinding for casino time. Do you think it cut? was just casino all week long? <laughs> he had the FedEx. He knew he had his FedEx Cup bonus coming too. Fitzy made a valiant effort on home turf. Moved. Uh, Nine spots. No, 24 spots up the rankings, but didn't get in. So. Northwestern's golf team made sure to put up on their Instagram story, Fitzy, and it, it, it deep in his uh, yardage book at Olympia Fields from, from college. You know, all that local ridiculous. knowledge. Was USF claiming Joaquin Neiman as well? That's just like, it's unbelievable. That's like, you know, Ohio State claiming LeBron. It, it just, he stopped there for three weeks. It doesn't. Well, th- that's the other thing is that it's turned into, morphed into that he spent a semester there. He no. didn't spend a semester there. He spent three weeks there. I just remember being at like the Masters or one of the major, like the Chicago Tribune writers were like chasing him. I was like, what is going on well, here? Like, I why mean, are they writing game stories? To be is fair, that- Teddy Greenstein is, uh, is a Northwestern homer too he's a northwestern alum oh yeah i love so he's got the we, double, split, we shared double a house combo. at augusta it's a double yeah. combo it's ir- irresistible we shared a house at augusta i was laughing at him too he's like i got right fits what do you mean he got right fit he was the he's not he's barely been to chicago so um all right any other bmw thoughts before we move on i it was it was fun i one thing i was surprised by i was surprised we didn't get more separation in the leaderboard than we got you know there was everybody was in it and i've been wondering about why that might have been and just like one working theory i've got that has no data behind it you know is that if the fairways were wider out there you would have seen more separation but it was just so hard to hit fairways out there for everyone that it it like diminished the uh, somebody having a, a extremely great driving week because nobody had a great driving week no separation but i mean like you said at the top we got the top talents yeah playing rom dj hideki obviously his game is you know elite tony fino always there showing up at a place like this shows up at big time venues major championships doesn't win them because he's cursed but, you know, top fives at a lot of tough courses. About midway through that round, I thought Finau might win. And it would have been the perfect way to break the curse where he was in the clubhouse and nothing could have yeah, been, you know. it's a good point. He shot, what, 65? Uh, 65, so yeah. Round of the week until Rom came in, 64. Hey, we said a fair amount of negative things, but great, great championship. And like you said, playoffs, they could not. I, they got to get rid of the ad. The ad's driving me crazy. I don't want to yell about PGA Tour ad, but they just, you know, 
the, the saturation point. I'd do it for the glory. It's killing me. Um, I'll tell you what. They, but they're in a great spot. They just got the ultimate highlights for next year's ad. That's a good point. How about DJ's reaction? I a loved little, it. Like, that was like the slow motion fist pump, like a uh, kind it, of punch. I'll tell you, it was the celebration fit the character. It was so, right. it was such a comfortable celebration. Yeah. I always don't like when people celebrate and you can, you clearly be like, okay, that is not how they celebrate or like sure. they're really trying hard. Something that springs to mind is like Justin Thomas and the president's cup. I thought he was getting over the top where he was like trying to celebrate more than he actually, it was unnatural celebration, but like, DJ in that moment, it was exactly like the way he felt a, a putter raise and then yeah. a, a slow mo fist pump. That was exuberant for him, too, right? I mean, that's that's how about that's, those roars with like 50 yeah. people? Yeah, I mean, they were going on all day. It's kind of nuts. There's someone I forget who uh, uh, Brian Phillips or Anthony Fowler had a great. Like the Michael Irvin when he went bonkers giving that pep talk speech. These people outside the robes or the fences or at R. Kelly's house, old house, whatever. Some, I guess that's on the other course. But people were going bonkers. It was loud. Approaching Harding Park levels even. But the 18th, that did add a little bit, right? Yeah. It added. That's where you like having, would have liked having a full crowd, but it was nice to have some sort of atmosphere for it. I wouldn't want full crowds anywhere, but like 50 yards off the green. Like, like remember um, the U.S. Open's 18th hole grandstands? How far yes. back they were? Yeah. So there was yeah. no backboarding capabilities. Right. right. That's, that's ideal. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Maybe that's the way fans should, fans should only be on one hole at the end. Another strong week for Brendan Todd. He's 11th. He's ahead of Rory McIlroy. I'm impressed by Todd. Good. Of course you are. I would hope you are. Uh, Okay. Anything else? Good? What about the Rory news? I was going to put it in news. What about it? He's expecting a child. He he and his wife, Erica. Rory will be a great dad. A girl dad. Is that what did they say? A girl? He clarify. You know, Josie and uh, Rory's kid are going to be duking it out on the junior circuit for years to come. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> will she play? Which side will she play for in the Solheim Cup? She's got to be an American. Rory's ha- Rory's the Prince of Pontevedra. He married I, an American, right? I think you might be right. I thought they were saw they were moving back to London or something like that. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think you're right. Uh, big news. That's good. Good for Rory. He played better right this week he's switching putters and you know doing the putter roulette thing again but played well funny story on that news um a few months ago i had a guest on the podcast that just casually dropped that rory was pregnant a few months ago like several months ago yeah, maybe like when six, it should not have been like public six months info. ago just casually dropped it and I was, <laughs> whoops he just said it in stride and i was like what <laughs> you cut like, it out n- and i i just like i didn't say anything it was towards yeah. the end i was trying to get the guy off the phone to be honest <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then i got it and then i cut it i just didn't feel like it was like my news to drop yeah yeah you should have sold it to like people magazine or the, the national Enquirer. for you could have made some money but it was, but it was hey i got a scoop it was funny i knew the date was like right after ours uh-huh. So I that's why I said a couple of weeks ago there's no way Rory wins this FedEx Cup. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, you had inside info. You could have taken that to the betting markets. Could have. That's good good would point. Have, I, would, I would have uh broken the PGA Tour conduct policy. What do you mean? I don't know. I don't think Insider it pertains to media operation, Phil Mickelson type deal. Okay. Let's get to some other events. Rasmus Hogard wins the ISPS Honda UK Championship at the Belfry. How about Went this kid? In a playoff over Justin Walters. He's, what is he, Danish, right? Mm-hmm. Comes from a great line of Danes. Thomas Bjorn, the Thunder Bear. Uh, uh, he's 19, I who's believe. Who's the little he's, guy? Who's the, the little Dane that I, I used to love? Soren. Soren Kelsen. Kelsen? Yeah. Yeah, the poofy hair, the, you know. He's got kind of like an old school polter type look. Uh, 
How about him? What? He's 19. He Unbelievable. murders the ball. He's won twice now on the UK. We we might have a debate about who's the Lord of the Manor now. Yeah. Right? Hey. Oh, no, no, no. He's he up to second. 66. Runner up. No, Runner he up won the coffee. Masters. He won the coffee pot. Despite Horsfield winning twice. He won the coffee pot. Oh, they had a f- okay. All right. He so went he, one, three, six, and two. The last four starts. He's won so. twice this year. Okay. Um, okay. he's up to sixty-six in the world. He's nineteen. Okay. Pretty incredible stuff. The great date. He crushes the ball, murders it. Good. He's going to be a silky swing. Wayne Foot now gets a spot. I think maybe he already had a spot. I don't know. No, going to be on the Ryder Cup team. You think so? Maybe. Uh, so he wins. That was another great. Uh, round of coffee golf martin keimer poked his head in there he's Just on the passing trail sniffed around shoot 85 or something round one, Park. round one of the pga sniffed around said he wanted to get back in there um okay on the lpga in northwest arkansas we have austin ernst she went 65 65 63 wins at 20 under beats anna nordqvist by two uh i think is she from arkansas i feel like she might be from arkansas i don't know or played at arkansas so she wins uh coming back from royal troon wins the walmart northwest arkansas championship you watch any of that i did watch some of this on friday night and uh i it was awesome say young kim gave this interview where she is like really sped up her pace of play Mm mm-hmm and uh, and she, Jerry Foltz asked her in an interview about her pace of play, and she said that she's just trying to play as fast as she possibly can to eliminate any thinking. And Foltz said that it's the fastest player he's ever covered. Really? Yeah. Kind of a cool story. So she she won cool. the CME Cup last year, Globe, whatever. It's Is called. it working? Yeah, she played. She played well. I mean, this was she. She just came over from South Korea uh, sure, to yeah, start she, playing uh, right. again. And, right. But she played pretty well, I think. I, she played well in the first round, the round I watched. Um, but she talked about how, like, all she's trying to do is play faster because she thinks she's convinced she plays better the faster she plays. Interesting. Obviously, Ernst- taking her time, doing everything, but playing, being very quick over the ball. Ernst went to LSU, by the she, way. That's she finished not fifth. Arkansas. Kim finished fifth. Okay. So good. 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 Uh so good on Austin Ernst. Good on Sayon Kim. On the Corn Ferry Tour, Brandon Wu wins the United Leasing and Finance Championship at uh Victoria National. Stud. He beat Grayson Sig by a shot. Yeah. Good player. Very good player. Skinny Vinny, you didn't you left him out. I, I'm, I'm 10 seconds into it. I, what do you mean I left him out? I, I wasn't like running down the whole leaderboard. I've just started talking. Skinny Vinny finishes T-third. I'm sorry. I don't want to upset you there. Hey, big news. Wu gets a U.S. Open exemption too, by the way. What's the big news? I might have signed uh, Skinny Vinny to uh, Shotgun Start Coffee sponsorship this week. What? Really? Yeah. What? what, what uh, okay. I had no idea this was happening. He was asking Do we need about, to talk about this? Asking, How much money is coming out of the slush fund for this sponsorship? We'll he, have to talk about that. Let's the, just say he was asking me about the coffee sock, the cold brew that I was producing from the coffee sock. Uh-huh. One thing led to another, and I think I think he's in, you know, to to promote some uh some shotgun start coffee out there. Okay. That's good. Fantastic. There we go. We don't have an ad to read tonight, but there you go. Subscribe to Big Speed Coffee. Shotgun Start Coffee. We might have a player on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's up to he's, 31 in the in the rankings. Yeah, he's on his way to the PGA Tour, in my opinion. He's one of the best players in the world, in my opinion. It's fantastic young talent. Uh, Brandon Wu goes to the U.S. Open. So he will... He's from, uh, I think, Westchester County. So Yeah, lo- was the number game. one ranked amateur in the world, I think, last year, this time. He played last year. I mean, and this won't be crazy. He played in the U.S. Open and the British Open last year. I think it Dumb. was, he was, might have been low am. Uh, uh, Hovland clipped him on the last day at Pebble, right? 
Yes, he, he was low am going low. into the last day of that of Pebble, right. that um, right. but played the Open too. So this will be it's impressive third third major young career, um, really really good ball striker. So you know could could make some noise there. And the amateur championships cross the pond. Joe Lawn, short on uh, letters. I know you like that. Joe Lawn wins the uh, amateur, and Aline Crowder, a German, won win the women's. Amateur. All right. You like that. Joe Congrats. Long. Joe Long. Burkdale. Burkdale kind of softened up after the crazy storms earlier in the week. News. We already did Rory expecting. Matt Kuchar fired. Kuchar gets fired by John Wood, his caddy. You have any reaction to this? This was at the end of last week. They talked about, you know, Kuchar seems sort of perplexed. I don't know if he up and left him on the putting green. I don't think that. Happened. But, you know, he had his wife there ready to go. She carried the bag, but it does not sound like it was the player firing the caddy. The caddy was like, I'm out. John Wood. L- Long time caddy. Caddy for Hunter Mahan. You know, he's caddy for a lot of, made a lot of money as a caddy too, but he's out. Sounds like he had enough. Enough was enough. So, interesting. Interesting. But it's, there was an odd golf.com story great, about it. Great Matt Kuchar stories, but they're all off the record. Uh, oh, come on. You're going to do that to the audience? <laughs> Just blue balls them like that? I don't think I can tell these ones. All right. All right. Uh, but there's an odd golf.com about Wood. He's like, I want to, I don't know. I, I, I want to do other stuff. It was, it's, it was very I mean, the guy's cryptic. probably made like $7 million caddy. I mean, it seemed like he was getting into media. I don't know. To be that, fair a, to like a uh, a tour caddy, like you know, I would love to be a tour caddy, but I did, would they get treated like shit kind of at at tournaments, a lot of tournaments. Like they don't get the best lives, you know. They got to carry a bag around. If you love golf, like I, if I made ten million dollars caddying, I'd probably be like, you know what, I'm gonna go play golf. <laughs> I'm done point. carrying this bag around, you know. Not bad, not bad. Uh, all right, and last but not least, I guess Tiger. We should probably talk about him. He's done. He's out. Doesn't matter. His putting was atrocious. He left one like he. I mean, he lagged one. It looked like from ten feet on the one day. It was a good, you know, fifteen inches, two feet short. It looked like that Furick putt at Waynefoot on fifteen. I'm a big fan of this. Let him rest up, get ready, dedicate all of his energy towards Wingfoot. Get back on the monster diet. You know, what do you, how many starts do you have? Like six starts this year? Maybe five? Season's over. Now get ready for the championship stretch or I guess major season. Will he play other than the two majors? Should he play? I think he should play like one time in between them, maybe. Maybe like a like Shadow like Creek Octo- or one October. of those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he'll go yeah. defend the Zozo, you know. Wherever that is, right? And I'm sure that they'll could get be Sherwood, maybe pay him hefty amounts of money to show up. Yeah. So that I think that's probably it, right? He'll do U.S. Open, one tour event in October, Masters. We'll you know, to guy. be completely honest, I'm kind of happy he's out of it for the for the good of the U.S. Open. Yeah, I would agree. He did not look strong. He hasn't looked strong all year, more or less. It's it's tough for the the marketing campaign centered around the the chase for three or whatever it was the well, fight for three fight. first to three whatever it is first especially to three. if Rory doesn't play because the birth of his child tough scene but they got that social content out there they got the activation out there we could have Billy Horschel's hands on the trophy next year too he got in at thirtieth he's got ten strokes to make up but imagine if they got to add Billy Horschel to graphic probably can, not what they're going for can you imagine if Leishman won next week. It'd be awesome. We'd have some pretty good episodes out of it, I would think. That's right now my ideal scenario. Outside of like, we couldn't have Lurie of, get there. And if they're outside of like, you know, everybody, all the money's donated to COVID relief charities. Like the next yeah. best thing, Sands, you know, uh, mass donations of money is Leishman wins after after playing just horrendous golf the first two events. Speaking of when I said activations triggered, did you see Ricky doing Kentucky Derby promos all weekend? 
I didn't. He's doing ads for NBC for the Kentucky Derby. It's like he's not even in the playoffs. I wonder if he purposely objected to going to the playoffs because he's a Mercedes guy and his brands are first and foremost. He wasn't going to go play the BMW because it's competing. Like that's not where his, his bread is buttered. The problem is, though, he missed out on the Chicago Puma shoes that uh, Bryson was sporting. Yeah. Do you yeah. see him? Yeah. Bryson, tough week for Bryson. Maybe because that dog that helped him at 2015 is not the actual dog on the grounds right now. Karma. Maybe that, that, that's, you know, Trigger wasn't there. Bryson's another one that he's stunk this playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. He said there's some spin rate things going on. Not I, him, a spin rate thing's going on. I love how he just can't say, you know what? I'm not playing very good right now. <laughs> right. right. It's always figured something out or some other stuff's going on, you know, spin rate. So, you, Louis, I got sadly. some insight Go from ahead. the ground. You know, shotgun uh-huh. start listener uh-huh. confirmed this weekend that Bryson is, in fact, a very fast walker. But that was never the issue. No. That was his deflection. But that was never his walking pace is not the issue. When you walk fast and then when you get there you take two minutes. It's caddy he's got one of the oldest caddies on tour too. So Tim, Tim Tucker. Tim Tucker's pace doesn't match us. So it does nothing for speeding up play. But he is in fact a fast walker. That is one thing that he has not lied about. All right. Good episode. We got a great uh, tour championship coming. I know uh, that was one of the events of the year, right? Wouldn't you put that up there? Oh, yeah. I mean, they've all been pretty good since the restart. There have been a few duds, I would say, but they've all been pretty solid since the restart. I think that's been, you know, course, who was playing, how they played at the end. I I think that's up there for event of the year. Is Rom the king of firm golf? What are your other... Mirrorfield exhibits. Okay. At, at the Memorial, dominant win there. Two so, Irish Opens. Irish Open, yeah. Yep. Yep. He puts his know. thumb down when it's firm. <laughs> he's a great golfer. We'll see. So now he's got he's to make up two shots. He's, yeah, he's two shots behind DJ on uh, starting Thursday. All right, hopefully Webb is nice and rested, though. You see that? You he only cost away. himself one shot. Webb? Yeah. There you go. Four four days of rest. That's the playoffs, baby. I got to rest. Okay, we will be back with you guys on Wednesday to preview a riveting 30-man field at the Tour Championship. This was a great event. Playoffs are, are going well. We can't knock them too much. It's It's been good action so far. All right, talk to you guys on Wednesday. Mm-hmm.